Good evening, both of us, listeners, and welcome to the newest episode. Wait, no, 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 completely, completely wrong thing. Hello, Odafest listeners. Wrong season. Welcome to the newest episode of the Odafest podcast. Hello. 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 It's season eight, episode 20, episode 208. Those are all numbers. They're all together, and they're all the same kind of numbers, eight, zero, and two. Interesting. With me, I have a Nancy and Angelo and Hello. myself, a Jay. A Jay. Yeah. Which self is myself? We are all self. We are the self. Interesting. There is one self, the podcast self. Indeed. Self-cast. The host. We are the host <laughs> self. <laughs> we need to get off this existential dread and on to some announcements. Hey lovers, your friendly neighborhood Seth here, interrupting with a very special announcement. We are so pleased to announce our 25th anniversary keynote event, the Silver Stars Masquerade Ball. Dance the evening away, share some delightful anecdotes of 25 years worth of shenanigans, and fill up a time capsule with our dearest wishes for the future to be opened at OdaFest's 50th anniversary. Not sure how to ballroom dance? No worries. We'll have volunteers on hand to teach you the basics. Dress code is cosplay or semi-formal. Whatever that means to you. Being a masquerade, masks are encouraged. The more grandiose and fancier, the better. We'll have prizes for best dressed and most marvelous mask, among others. And now, back to the podcast crew. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Odafest Sketch Drive applications are now open from January 16th to February 26th. Come be a part of this beloved little corner of the festival. Get your application in today. And get your AMV contest submissions in for prizes, for glory, for a rip-roaring good time. Speaking of which, we're halfway through our panelist application period. Deadline is February 5th. Share a topic you are passionate about with your community. As always, panelists with one accepted panel are entitled to a 50% discounted weekend pass to Odafest for themselves and an assistant. Two accepted panels means the panelists and the assistant are entitled to a free weekend pass. Find additional information via odafest.com. That's uh, all the announcements we have for right now. There's a lot going on, though. Expect more and more to be coming. We're just scheduling them up. You'll see them blasted across our socials. You'll hear them here. So keep your eyes and ears open. If only we had tactile announcements. Uh, and I don't mean in Braille. Uh, I mean like... Soon. Yeah. <laughs> soon. Per- percussive announcements. We'll do VR announcements. And then you can... Oh. They're, they're starting to make like tactile glove controls. It's actually pretty interesting. There's like a completely open source project... That's doing that with like a little electric motor per finger and like threads or zip ties or things of that nature to like pull your finger back and give it like force. Mm. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Uh, Linus Tech Tips had a video about it, I want to say like a year and a half ago. It's oh, been a little yeah. while, but I keep seeing like new versions of this thing pop up and it's just so interesting. But mm-hmm. I haven't I played VR in like <laughs> six months. I mean, VR always was like, we've talked about VR like a billion times. It's not even on like the docket of stuff that we need to talk about. <laughs> no. But like, 
I think it's so weird that there was such a big push and it's still like ongoing. Like it's it's clearly established itself as a gaming medium, but it's not it's developed a lot slower now. Like they 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 stopped putting money into it. Uh and when I mean they, I mean like the big uh threes, I guess. Sony, Valve. Facebook only Facebook's kind of into it, but everyone just kind of laughs at them. Uh, Microsoft like meta has ideas entirely gutted their augmented reality and uh, virtual reality segments. So Microsoft Aww. is basically out of the game. Uh, Yikes! Facebook is trying, but John Carmack has fucked off. John Carmack, the single most large, the, the largest driving force behind virtual reality behind oculus rift is gone he is no longer Mm. with oculus he is no longer with meta and his criticisms of meta were scathing valve now would be now would be an ideal time for gaben to strike up conversation with him oh absolutely that would be amazing valve is basically doing what they're doing uh, which is being a black box that takes uh money in through steam sales and every now and then just presents an egg to the community. And it's up to the community to do a thing. Who knows what'll happen? Maybe Steam Deck 2 will have VR built in. I doubt it. But All uh, I know is I think uh, I heard recently, although I haven't actually verified it with any like research about it, is that they are... like the, the Apparently the Steam Deck in some sense, is going to be VR capable, or is VR capable, I should say, because it's an existing product, which I think would be very interesting. There's nothing yeah. stopping you from plugging, like, a uh, Valve Index or the HTC Vive into it, except that it would be a legitimately shitty experience. It is not powerful enough for VR, just straight up. Hmm. But the hardware, technically capable... They mentioned it. They mentioned they, they, they wanted to be able to integrate it well. So I don't know. I don't yes, know. We'll I didn't keep my Steam Deck. I don't have VR. Are you going to rebuy your Steam Deck next year then? No. I see no reason to. That's what you said about other consoles. The Switch. Yes. Yes, but the difference is between the Steam Deck and my pc my pc still exists and there's still lots of things you can't access that are nintendo centric uh because nintendo really does have a monopoly on their ips it's true mm-hmm. and you can so they're the only real exclusive out there it's true but you know sometimes so. you just got to wait for the ips to get old enough and it's kind of like old movies in a way where where if you wait long enough, it shows up again and it just blindsides you in a way that you hadn't thought of in ages. So I am talking about Old Boy. Old Boy. Old Boy is an absolute classic of Korean cinema. I feel like a lot of people have, have heard of it. I feel like most people... No. Many weebs may have watched it if it's on the radar, but a lot of people might only know of it and just leave it off to the side. 
Well, Old Boy was also a manga. Was it actually? I didn't actually realize it was a manhwa. Yes, that's why people that's why people know it. <laughs> but beef but so I have not thought that much of Old Boy since I saw it back in college for the first time. So it's been about 15 years since I saw it. And it's then been 84 years. Dio sends me a a, a DM two weeks ago being saying that old boy is playing at the globe do i want to go see it with uh with a couple of our friends and i was thought just hell yeah why wouldn't i it's been years since i've seen it so she bought the ticket the days came and dio and i went to the globe i've never actually been to the globe before it is kind of cozy, kind of quaint. And uh, I was able to buy beers to watch during Old Boy, which that was a good decision. Because holy moly, out of every scene in Old Boy, mm-hmm. I forgot the most fucked up shit. I really I'm now did. wondering. I'm now wondering if... Okay, so I haven't seen Old Boy. I've also mm-hmm. not read the manga. I know mm-hmm. a very loose premise around it. So, would it be better for me to experience this 100% sober or should I have a strong beer under my belt by then? I would say have something that you can sip along to while you watch it. The rough okay. beats of the story are this this drunk guy gets kidnapped off the streets and imprisoned for 15 years. Oof. Once he gets out after 15 years, he is looking for who imprisoned him and he wants revenge. Now, there is a lot of bullshit that goes on. There there are some things that are definitely not good for certain audiences, so viewer discretion advised. Oh, jeez. But it is, it is a movie to drink during. Uh, in having having a beer under under my belt when he started mm-hmm. prying someone's teeth out with a hammer. Oh, okay. Yes, it's okay. that kind of movie. It's that oh, kind of movie. All right. See, when the premise was described to me the first time I ever heard about it, I was like, "Okay, that sounds like it could be the makings of like an interesting action flick." I was wrong. Apparently, this is about removing teeth. It is... By hand. Dentistry, the movie. Oh, yes. Amateur dentistry, the movie. Amateur dentistry with a Home Depot hammer. It can't get more real Mm. than that. Y'all can't see my face right now, but I'm making a very disturbed face. Yeah, I think most people would be at this time. If you watched Old Boy... So moving on from that... (laughs) Oh, Jesus. That got in... That got dark. <laughs> but uh, we don't need to keep focusing on that one part. It was crazy how I've definitely seen this movie. It was a long time ago, but there was there was only four scenes that I actively remembered. There was a scene of him shadow boxing in his prison hotel room. There is a scene of him at a sushi restaurant. There is the legendary fight scene. Uh, that's shot almost like it's Street Fighter. And there's one that's just, ah, oh, right, 
there is the scene that reveals the twist, which obviously I'm not going to say that. So I, I, I remembered, visually remembered, maybe five minutes out of a, a three-hour movie. And it's a movie that I liked, a movie that I really enjoyed. And that just blows my mind that after 15 years, watching it again, I realized that I barely remembered any of it. I felt very similarly after watching Scott Pilgrim in theaters. And this was right around the age where I think I finally came to acceptance of the fact that I really needed glasses. Because... (laughs) I did not expect that. (laughs) Because I watched Scott Pilgrim in theater. It was great. It was amazing. It was funny. It was, you know, Canadian. It, it had video game culture in it. It was it was super relatable because you're kind of at that age where you're also trying to figure yourself out and trying to figure out painful things that are hard but necessary. Trying um, to earn the power of self-respect. Indeed. Indeed. Uh, which is apparently greater than the power of love. And so, imagine my surprise when, like, nine years later, I watched it on a TV at home and I go, I don't remember any of these. Were these are these the same effects that they used in the theater? Because I don't remember these. And they're like, yeah. Oh God, Nancy really needed glasses when she was you know, wow. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it's weird how like a visual medium might be enjoyed with like clarity. <laughs> yes. Visual clarity and acuity. But even No, but even Jay, don't you jokes. understand? Nancy was living life with the CRT filter. She was living oh. life on 360p. That is a hundred percent. She was lo fi. She was lo fi before lo fi was cool. That was lo fi without corrective lenses to help me bring it up to even 720. Yeah. Nancy just decided to stop being a hipster and just live it with uh, high def. It's okay. Eventually, I got my laser eyes, and now they're way better. Nice. Yeah, laser eyes are nice. As Jake can attest. I just don't, like, it's nice not to think about them. Yeah, totally. I don't know how to describe it. It's an entire category of concern that I no longer have to worry about. I don't have to go get new ones uh, every two years. I don't have to get Don't have to go to the eye doc. Contacts. Well, you still got to go to an eye doctor. Don't. mm -mm. But like. No, not like an eye. Well, sorry, not an eye doctor. But like, it's not like the optometrist part so much as it is like just testing for. uh, Like, I can tell if my vision is sharp. You know what I mean? (laughs) (laughs) Yes, significantly so compared to the rest of my life but like yeah i also don't have to go and be like oh i'm almost out of contacts gotta go get refills i was thinking about this literally two days ago where i was thinking like i don't really remember what it was like to not be able to see without glasses Hmm. like i don't remember what blurriness looks like and that doesn't really make sense like yes you could look at a blurry picture but like to have your world be blurry and then like well, if you're like nearsighted, like I was, for example, so like you know, I could see something about a foot away, and it was be it'd be an okay focus, but everything else beyond that is kind of like pretty meh, like, and just that just being your entire world if you didn't have your glasses with you, or they broke, or some other thing. It was just I don't really remember the dependency, I guess. Even though we lived with it for most of our lives. Yeah, I've only had it for three years at this point. And twenty memory and, and is the a funny years thing. before that. It was all glasses. 
Yeah, memory is a funny thing. As someone so, who Angelo never thinks about their eyes, this shit is <laughs> thoroughly good. It's like well, it, it it it's it's like a fever dream or something. Like I don't I, it's just strange. It's just strange. I don't know. I don't know how to describe it, but I am grateful for it anyways. Good decision. Mm-hmm. If you can but afford yeah. it, do it. But yeah, Angelo telling me that uh, his memory of a movie from years and years ago, between that and like recently having rewatched it, I am not surprised in the least. I mean, that it was such a jarring remembering and also revisiting. Uh, or sorry, re-experiencing the thing for the first time again. I was going to try to make a, an analogy to uh, show the absurdity of not remembering that much, and I was going to be like, "Well, what about the time? What about uh, the Land Before Time? How much of that do you remember? I loved that movie. I remember absolutely nothing of it. No, nope, I remember nothing yeah. of it. I remember Sarah. Sarah being annoying. <laughs> Are you sure That's it was Sarah it. being annoying or Ducky? The little little green one that looked like a frog let's be honest it's a kid's movie there's a lot of annoying characters true true they're not exactly the most developed and like story progressing type of uh writing (laughs) for these characters you know that said i also don't remember any story that would have happened during care bears so you know i knew there's a lot of kids yeah and that was about it yeah I suppose so. I suppose Beastly? so. Beastly? Was her sidekick's name Beastly? I can't remember. I want to watch. There's like four or five movies that I've wanted to rewatch just to. Because I don't watch movies a lot. I repeat mm-hmm. this and mm-hmm. I repeat it ad infinitum <laughs> that there. But the, I do have some binge times that I want to get back into like not watching new movies either, just watching like a few good movies I haven't seen in a while. Like I haven't seen Pulp Fiction in a while, one of my favorites. I haven't seen RoboCop, the original one, which was not a good movie for kids, but that was my favorite movie growing up as like a seven-year-old. Oh, my God. Because my parents let me watch it because they were tricked. Well, this is, you know, we were raised in the 90s and, and the 80s was before that. And they marketed toys yeah, for this what? extremely violent movie so then parents would be like it's got toys you could probably watch it i absolutely yeah, remember, I remember that. that that there were so many robocop action figures everywhere yeah. there were i'm pretty yeah. sure there i had were. one or a friend of mine had one and i'd I never had... seen the movie until i was already a teenager and i was like wait a minute what yeah they i had like the 12 inch i had like the 12 inch, inch. Uh, like like Robocop toy where you could press the abdomen and he would do the voices and then he could open up the thigh and he would have his big uh, giant uh, revolver thingy. Oh my. Very cool. Oh it was nice. very cool, but uh, very violent for uh, a eight to 10 year old at best. Yeah. Uh, maybe, maybe even six. A little bit seven. much. <laughs> a yeah. little bit much. Look Just at how well adjusted I am now. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, let's see. Spider Verse. I want to watch rewatch Into the Spider Verse. The new movie's oh, coming out this the year. The new movie's coming oh, out. Yeah, so I you got to rewatch, rewatch the too. old one before the new one. Makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. yeah um, do that. I want to rewatch. I only kind of want to do this, but I want to rewatch Detective Pikachu. 
just because <laughs> I um I watched it in theater, which is like fine. And I don't think it's a great movie necessarily to rewatch. It's a fun movie. It doesn't make it a great movie. Um but I want to rewatch it because I want to be able to sit at home and sort of like almost like freeze frame parts because there's a lot of uh, Easter eggs that you're gonna oh. see, oh, like okay. all the you know all the street signs or the names of like some kind of Pokemon thing or mm. some other reference. So things like that, I just want to get into. Let's see. Yeah. Nice. Hmm. Nice. Hmm. I've been watching. Uh, the the basically since they rebooted Doctor Who, so we started at Eccleston, and we've just been going forward. We oh. have just reached the end of the Matt Smith era, and mm-hmm. yeah, I've just I I have always had friends who were super into Doctor Who, made Doctor Who jokes all the time, you know, talked about who their favorite companions were, da da da, and uh, none of that ever clicked. It's like when someone tells you that, oh, gosh, I'm so sorry, that was a spoiler for something, and you completely forget it because you have no context for the spoiler, so yeah. it doesn't matter. That's what it was. I was one of those was. people for a long time. I was into, I was into Doctor Who until, about, until the end of Matt Smith, basically, and uh, well, I don't yeah. think I'll get back into it, though, at this point. So, you know, I have, like, I mean, years and years ago, I watched the Eccleston era so I you know I knew Rose Tyler and that was the only era that I really ever knew and then I stopped so like Doctor Who isms aren't really super alien to me forgive the term that wasn't supposed to be a pun but it came out that way uh but like it just I never got into it and I never like fully understood mm-hmm. the characters, the background, the references, the repeating appearances of like certain enemies, da da da. I just never really got it until now. Now that I've actually watched all the way through seasons, what what are we at the end of now? Like seven G's. So similar. Kind of. It's like knowing about something and actually watching it. They're two completely different things. Yeah. True. I still sort of tangentially keep up with Doctor Who in the same way that I've described before, where I like Wikipedia Naruto and I Wikipedia Dragon Ball Super. And now I just sort of Wikipedia Doctor Who as well. I like there are things where I essentially, you know, there's a period of time where I dipped, I've dipped my, uh, I don't even want to say toe because that's going <laughs> to, like, I've seen quite a bit, but then I just got out of it. So, I've, like I went knee deep, and then now I'm like I'm out of it. But I'd still like to uh, keep up just enough. I don't want to be able to have a conversation about it, but I want to know that like things are kind of still have like a good time. You know what I mean? I just dipped mm-hmm. my toe, says Jay as he emerges from the water, dripping from head to toe. Yeah, I just be like, <laughs> but I'm never going into that water again. <laughs> he says, actively diving back into the water. <laughs> sure. But it is I can't very swim, similar. he says. It's, it's very similar to like anything where you've experienced the memes of it first before watching something. Ah, yeah, that's a mood. That's right? That was me going into the 300 movie eons ago. <laughs> or like me watching Ragnarok for the first time and I'm like, oh, that's Aphrodite. Okay, I get it now. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Oh, man. Oh. But you know what uh, that really reminds me of? 
um not having one kind of food for a really long time and then having it again it's like rediscovering a love for good food yes yes and and that's exactly what i expect to experience tomorrow when we go for kbbq yes (laughs) because the last time i had kbbq was with you guys last year in the summer sometime oh my god that's right when we went the last time that we went you weren't available to go I was I was not. That's right. That's and right. I remember now. I had to miss it. Uh so you, Dio, and I been... went to, to Callan. And then oh. me, Dio, and Jay went to KBBQ later that night. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Oh, that so, was a good day. <laughs> tomorrow I expect to rediscover why I love KBBQ exactly so much. It's so good. Like just the smells <sighs> of all the meat as it cooks. I can. Li- to... I'm literally like, I- I'm someone who can imagine like flavors, and uh-huh. I'm a very visual person. I'm basically already there right now. <laughs> okay, <laughs> as we talk about it, like I can smell the meat. I can smell. Oh, I remember, um, because of the place we're going, they do like they have the like, the nice grilled onions mm-hmm. that we had from last time. Oh, oh yes. Oh. Yeah. Oh. I just don't want the um, the salad. <laughs> The the <laughs> yes the, sad the whatever salad. lettuce the 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 sad lettuce that they gave us last time. So there's there's two uh-huh. different places that we like to go to. One is Gogi, and the place that we're going to be going to is Seoul BBQ. Gogi usually has like proper romaine leaves for your for your lettuce wrap to to yep. build yourself nice, a nice big. a nice yeah. like some rice mm-hmm. some kimchi robust some wrap. Meat. A yes. nice, robust it's wrap. appropriately sized. It's it's the size of two of my palms, which makes exact sense when you think about how much you need for a lettuce wrap. And then yeah. in the previous KBBQ adventure that I was just mentioning, uh, we went to Seoul instead. And while the meats were amazing, the lettuce wraps were scarcely a wrap at all. There was maybe in the whole bin uh, two or three lettuce pieces that you could actually use to wrap and the rest of yes. them were almost like, like shredded lettuce or like like garden greens or things of that nature like, like salad lettuce like arugula yep. or something imagine trying to make a lettuce wrap with arugula arugula be tasty but it is not a wrap material exactly it's a garnish <laughs> no. to the wrap yes yes oh man so yeah we're gonna we're it's not like we'd never go back we're if like the wraps were, were weird again, mm-hmm. because the meat really is good. But like, imagine <laughs> it's just so weird that like the letdown is because the vegeta- the the vegetation is the what's vehicle. letting us down. Yeah, the vegetable vehicle to the mouth. Yeah, if because if I wanted because the thing is, the wrap is important. If I wanted to just ham fist the cooked meat into my mouth i could do that but i don't want to i want there to be a nice cellulose barrier in between it adds that that textural difference you get fresh you get the the crisp the the crunch meat and the crunchy lettuce all in the same bite it's crunch oh yeah so i have to ask oh i'm there right now i have to ask is the smoke situation nearly as bad as gogi no, because it's so much bigger so. than it's so much bigger than Gogi. They it's, also it's have literally, lots of big overhead hood fans. Yes, it's a it's approximately 
two and a half times the size of Gogi for sure. They it's space out. They space out better. Yes, the ceilings are actually higher a little bit. Mm. Um, I'm and this is like. This sounds like you're just <laughs> we're just like <laughs> crapping on Gogi's like physical not, location. It's like, no, it's so it is tasty. just like yeah, it, it it's just I'm the venue. That's purely asking for like just expectations. Like, do I need to leave my coat in the car when I come in tomorrow? Cause... Why would you leave the coat in the car? Because then it gets in, it marinades in the meaty smoke, and then as you're walking out, you can just put the coat. Because she okay, has I... a husband. She doesn't need to attract any more men. So... <laughs> With the okay. smoky meat perfume. Fair. Fair. If someone may... Okay, so Angelo and I have been exchanging colognes for like, you know, the better part of a couple of years now. Every now and again, I'll find like something I really like. And I think that Angelo would also really like. And I will tell him, hey, I think this one will make you smell like a lumberyard and with a sprinkling of vanilla in the background somewhere. So when I say if someone made a cologne that was the exact replica of smoky bulgogi being cooked over an open flame on cast iron. She's the one. That's the one. That's the one for Angelo. That's going to be the, that will be his signature smell no. forever. You say that. Back when I was in high school and college, anytime we would have like a bonfire at someone's house, my mm-hmm. jacket would always get that nice woodsy smoky yeah. campfire smell and it was the best. It lingered yep. for like a I mean week. some people don't like some people understandably don't like the sort of like ashy fire smell. People don't like, like the I think smell it's just an overtime. How dare they? So, I mean... oh, there was a recent uh, article I read where um, they did some research and they're saying that there's some initial indication that burnt food isn't necessarily carcinogenic. It's just burnt food. Really? <laughs> hmm. Really? I guess, I guess that's just like one of those things we got to wait another 20 years for. Are you no, just I, mean, I haven't even so figured out if like sorry. wine and alcohol or, or eggs or coffee like those are like always the ongoing like are they actually healthy will this egg become a heart attack you know yep but like okay okay (laughs) going back to the whole do i need to leave my coat in the car there was the last time we were there uh you know those little coat hooks that they have like kind of all around gogi oh yeah Uh, when we when we were getting ready to leave Sean rested his hand on one because he needed like to ha- grab onto something to like get himself up out of those tiny chairs. And uh, he realized to his horror immediately after touching it that it was like that sticky oh, grease was... smoke oh. that had accumulated oh. over who knows how long. <laughs> and like these are on his like, coat was, got glazed. It, it was just like all over his palm. And he was like, I don't know what to do with this now. I can't touch anything with my left hand for a bit. Nice. And, and you know, another point to that is that it's fine. I kind of expect it in a place like Gogi. But if I can help it, I just won't bring my coat in. Because A, I don't want my coat hanging on a coat hanger. And B, I also don't want, like, extraneous greasy smokes just sort of getting into it. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> I guess. I guess. It's, you know, I understand. I'm okay eating there. I love eating there. I just 
will opt to keep certain items of clothing outside of the of the restaurant. True. Yeah, that's fair. Honestly, I don't think that you would have to worry about it at Sill, but I don't think if you're so. worried, if they're still then the just same leave the coat in the car. Be. Angelo! What's that? Pork jowl. Yes. So the way you that... You didn't know, but we introduced you. Yes. Oh. So the way that, that pork so? belly is adult bacon, yes. pork jowl is complex bacon. Oh. That I is see that. that is what I learned. I, I, I had no idea going in there the first time. There was pork jowl on the menu, and I'd mm-hmm. never had it before. I was like, what kind of meat is that even? I understand what part of the pig it's from. It says right Good there. Meat. But I've never had it before. What's it like? So we were a little bit conservative about it. I think we only ordered one or two portions of that, and that was a mistake. Immediately recognizes that was a mistake. Imagine something with the flavor profile of like pork belly, but with the the, the meatiness of a good pork chop. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's it's not I'm as fatty as bacon, but it's as. I'm going to tell you right now. I'm going to tell you right now that I am literally on their website just looking at pictures <laughs> of meat. <laughs> I thought you said been, you could wish you could. Yeah, and then I decided the I want to, and, and then I decided that I wanted to look at it even more. Ah, uh, yes, mm. I am a the saving. Only thing, I can imagine the, the meat right now. I can see it in front of me. Says the man the clicking through their you're website. Missing. Again, <laughs> yeah. the only thing you're missing is the tactile sense of it because oh. you've got your visual. You can imagine to fill in the smell and the taste. You're just missing the tactile feel of it, just like with and our the senses. Flavor. One of the, oh, the flavor. other things that I will give to Goji over Seoul is that mm-hmm. with Goji, uh, you just walk up and go get like more rice, more kimchi. Your side dishes. All yeah. the sides. Whereas at God, Seoul, you have to flag so someone good. down and be like, we need more of this. No, no, you don't understand. Can... Not just one. We need like five more of this. Yeah, we yeah. need five of each thing, please. But I will. But then on the other side, Seoul does have like, uh, they have a bigger menu. Yes, mm. they have. They have way more stuff we can choose. Oh, that's right. We can get mushrooms. We can. Oh my god! <laughs> we'll get and we can get croquette. They have. They have. They have yam croquettes. Yes, oh, the yam so croquettes. <laughs> oh gosh, I'm looking forward to tomorrow even more. Oh my now. god, can it be tomorrow today? I wish. <laughs> It will be in about five hours. Yes. Yes. I guess. Yes. Sorry, listeners, if we're just making you super hungry. <laughs> sorry, not sorry. Sorry, not sorry, but also to be expected because we talk about food pretty much every episode. We just want that infinite meat. We just want to fuse the pork belly with the jowl, with the bulgogi, with the proper lettuce wrap, with the rice, with the kimchi. We want something crazy like that but you know you know you know the rom hacking community has us covered (laughs) it's not a rom hack what do you mean it's not i put it on here pokemon infinite fusions isn't a rom hack technically not like there's there's two categories of of game well yeah i guess in my i i threw you off the scent because i wrote mod in here so I am it's very not, out of the it, loop. It's then. not technically Enlighten a mod. Me. 
Enlighten um, me so to Pokemon. I've talked about like Kaizo and other stuff. I, I just play like a lot of weird randomizer stuff and I watch a lot of weird gameplay of Pokemon. Um, but there's so there are two categories of like games when it comes to Pokemon uh fan works. There's mods, which is like what a Kaizo or randomizer is like, um, where generally speaking, you have access to a game file in some way. I don't know how where one you, would have obtained where such you a thing. dump your own uh, ROM <laughs> from the flashcards yes. to your PC, and then you use exactly. a specific uh, hex editor to change the ones and zeros and a's and the f's to make the yes, game different. And you you essentially append uh, maybe a patch or something like that. You can Google it. Go look for it. Yeah. The other types are essentially they aren't based off of just the initial ROM or well they are obviously but like they rebuild the entire like uh uh game so you have a separate like exe file for example. Oh, interesting. Yeah, there's no it's not emulated in a sense. That's very interesting then. Okay. So Infinite Fusion follows that. Um, the reason why it's it's fun, so they did. It's a very ambitious project. There's two reasons why. Number one, um, I don't know what the range of Pokemon is. I think it goes from like, po- like uh, uh, Gen one to like Gen five. All right maybe or gen 6 something like that so up to at least black and white i know that for sure so they have like a wide range of pokemon and you can and they fuse all the sprites together you can have the regular like you can you can encounter a rattata but you can also encounter a rattata that's fused with the pikachu for example yes and the, but it's not just like a lot of people who are fans of like pokemon they know about like the fusion stuff because there's a web, there's a couple websites out there that already do the fusions. For this particular project, they actually have had people do custom sprite work so that it's integrated looking. It's not just like I've slapped Mewtwo's face onto Arcanine's body. Like they have legitimately made really cool sprite art. That's of, what I've heard of it. And like as as a yeah, pixel like, artist myself, that just was mind blowing. There that... are over a hundred and seventy six thousand combinations of Pokemon, and there's a crap load of really cool pixel art. Now, of, like they haven't done, they haven't done a hundred and sixty, a uh, hundred and seventy six thousand uh, unique pixel arts. Pixel yet. arts, yeah. But they're getting, they're getting there. That's actually amazing. I kind of love that. But yeah. So correct me if I'm wrong. I, I I actually know very little about Infinite Fusions. My my understanding is that you can fuse any two Pokemon together. So if you've got if you've got a Ho-Oh and you can you can combine it with a Magnemite if you want and you get a new Pokemon yeah. basically. Who knows what it looks like. Yes. So there's can two. So it's a component. Go and combine that combined Pokemon to another combined Pokemon. 
No, that's too powerful. It's too much. Okay. Um, what they're so that you can't you can't do that. But what you can do is so basically every fusion has two possibilities. There's a head component and the body component. So let's say you take Bulbasaur and Charmander. There's a component. There's a fusion that's Bulbasaur head, Charmander body. That's the style of it. And then there's the flip uh, uh, fusion where it's Charmander head, Bulbasaur body. Yeah. Now, so there's two different one, uh, two different kinds for each one, and then just like the the resulting like stats and move sets are all combined. Um, it's pretty cool. Evolution work in the same way. Like if I have a Bulbasaur Charmander fusion, does it evolve into an Ivysaur Charmeleon fusion? I believe so. Uh, it just depends on which like head and body setup you've you've put in fair enough and there's some really really cool ones that again they when especially when they do the sprite art it's like when it's custom it's like really really interesting uh there are ones that are absolutely cursed of course as well which i think is hilarious um i'm trying to find i'm trying to find a gallery to share with you guys on discord just to take a look but Oh, while here's a really trying, cute one. While trying to think of what a Bulbasaur Charmander fusion would be named, I came up with what is possibly the best name for if we ever wanted to open a KBBQ place. Oh. Oh. We should call it Charbyq. Oh. Ah. And we could barbecue Pokemon. <laughs> Original Can't idea, be- do not steal. <laughs> let's go. Let's have the mill tank steaks and let's the spoiled Let's go jowl. get that adult bacon and shape oh. it like Charmander. That does also remind me, you can actually merge two of the same Pokemon. Oh my god. <laughs> so um I've posted in the Discord uh here the last picture, the bottom right is a muck mixed with another muck. Oh, that's cursed. <laughs> oh lord. Oh, that's cursed. I can only I'm pretty sure. No, actually, that yeah, I'm pretty sure that's the one. But there's a few that are cursed. You can see there's a victory bell that's also a Dodrio. That one's pretty bad. <laughs> Anything that doesn't necessarily normally have eyes and then gets fused with something that should have eyes is always pretty uh pretty weird looking. Pretty messed up. But yeah, I I just like, you know, Pokemon's a almost like a 30-year-old franchise at this point. There's a lot of new stuff that they try, but at the end of the day, they won't go into certain directions creatively. It's always cool to see that the community will pop up with something new. Exactly. Exactly. And because there's just that vaguest, most slim separation between Nintendo and Pokemon, there aren't immediate lawsuits involved. No. Part of it is, of course, as well as, uh, you know, they don't ask for money, that kind of thing. Exactly. Mm. Exactly. Not made for profits. I've actually been Check playing a, cool. a different Pokemon ROM hack. I've been playing oh? Moemon Heart Gold. Ah, uh, Moemon. I love Moemon. Tell me it's more. It's wonderful. So the whole concept of Moemon is it is literally Pokemon, but they replace the Pokemon with cute girls. Of course they do. And, it's called and that's it. 
It's not all cute girls. There are some cute boys. Sometimes. Oh. It's Sometimes. just about cute. Cute as long as it's still and uh, cute anthropomorphized Pokemon. So oh, they've been anthropomorphized. Okay. The first time yes. that I played Moemon was back in like 2009, give or take. And it wasn't a very mature project back then. Uh, Moemon Heart Gold is so is... much further than it ever was before. Yes. Like, not only are not, the Pokemon aren't all just made variants. There's a lot of variety now. Like, Geodude almost looks like a yeah. golem, which Geodude I posted photos. Uh, but there's, like, Totodile almost looks like a, a little goblin with, like, a spear. And it's still a cute girl, but it's, like, a feral cute yeah. girl. And I love that. That's great. And the, the thing we were talking about, like, custom sprites... All of Moemon is custom sprites, and they mean they're like very heavy into it. The the we're not just talking about front sprites, like where you're you know you also get see the a Pokemon sprites. during encounter. They mm-hmm. do the back sprites. They yeah. do the evolutions. They do the uh, alternate forms that some Pokemon may have. They're all about it. I'm on the Discord. It's insane how much cool pixel art comes out of it. Although hey, the one cool. thing about Moemon heart gold that's been getting to me is that they make the trainer battles more difficult generally they increase the levels a little bit sometimes they add extra moemon just so that people can see more moemon in the game yeah this has been the most apparent in the gym battles i remember going through pokemon gold eons ago and the first two gyms we're kind of a cakewalk, and then of course there'd be Whitney's gym with the mill tanks and the rollout, and that's that's PTSD that I don't want to get into. But then I'm playing, <laughs> I'm playing yeah. Moemon, and the first gym battle, they've got like level six, multiple level sixteen Pokemon that are just extremely powerful, and the highest level thing that you can grind around is like level seven. So I had to do a lot of grinding to get past the first gym. And then the second gym rolls around. They have like a level 22 Scyther and a level 20, 26 Caesar. And these turned into like level 20, 26 in the second, in the second gym. I legitimately had to grind for like six hours just to get to my, my Pokemon up to a level where I could beat the second gym. And then I got to the third gym, the one that I was and dreading. You died. I didn't prepare at all. I walked in and I got through it first time. Their their mill tank <laughs> never even tried to roll out. Something about Damn. heart gold versus regular gold. Uh, they really nerfed Whitney. The casual filter was gone. Yeah, she didn't. She wasn't gatekeeping you anymore. She wasn't gatekeeping me anymore. Which I'm glad about that. God, I was not looking forward to that. But I'm having a really fun time with it, all things considered. It's just it's just Moe- such a good game. That's the bad. interesting thing about Moemon is because it's only a, a sprite swap, it is compatible with other mods because it's only graphical in nature, generally. Like, well, I guess there's two. I think there's two applications of the patch. There is a gameplay related patch, but there is most of the most of it's just a, a sprite swap. So you can have you can you can use the cute. Moemons, while also doing a randomizer, for example. Sometimes. The one thing you have to worry about, something like uh, Moemon Fire Red, they do uh, 
implement new features. Like they have mega evolutions in Moemon Fire Red. There is a patch oh, yeah. for Heart Gold that includes some mega evolutions, which is really crazy. Uh, they mm. also change the appearance rates and they add extra appearances. So it is not directly just a sprite swap. Trying to add extra patches on top of it might really break things, unfortunately. But it works for some, not all, but they do let you know generally what the compatibility yes. is. So if you're into it, it's kind of it cool. It is very cool. You know what's not cool? What? The fact that we have to end this episode. Yeah. We have to end. We must. The end comes for us all. For the greater good. good For the greater good. I'll rewatch that. The greater good. (laughs) Anyways, thank you so much for listening. We'll catch you next week. There is a next week. There is a next episode. So keep on listening. Goodbye. Bye-bye. Greater goodbye.